Welcome to A Brew and a Biscuit, a podcast for those who want to live a more intentional life and take a different path. I'm your host, Nicolette LaFonseca. So I'm here with Kimberly of Swoonworthy Blog and also now Swoonworthy Sense. And I first, well, I first met Kimberly when I accosted her in the toilets at an award ceremony, <laughs> which it, it makes a more exciting story to say that. But we had talked online before then. I'm not, I'm not that person who goes up to people and just says hi in the toilets. But that is the funniest story that I accosted you in the toilets and we became friends. Yes, that is true. You forced me to become your friend, basically. I do that with all my friends. Well, you're not must. you're not special. That's 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 the way. Well, you are special, obviously, but I have to force all of my friendships because you know it's just the way it goes. <laughs> and so, yeah, we talk constantly. Actually, there are, there are times when when you and I are talking on three different platforms, and it feels weird to just be talking to you now online and one. not and not actually be texting you at the same time I might IG you I I might DM you just to make us feel more like that's how that goes like running three conversations at once about three different things yeah it's the beauty of technology really isn't it that you can chat with someone you can chat with someone on four different platforms at the same time and yet I can't remember the last time we've actually chatted like where I could hear your voice no no I think the last time I chatted to you when I could hear your voice we were in London together. We're in London. I think you're right. I think you're I think, right. I think it yeah. was for that. For the um, awards. Yes. I know our awards ceremony so thing. We do this a lot, don't we? I know. I know. But you accosted me at an awards. And um, last time we hung out was at a different awards. So now it makes us sound like we just hang out at awards parties all the it time. It does. I was it? just about to say, we sound like absolute glitterati. <laughs> I'm sitting in pajamas and I have mud on my feet. <laughs> Please, no uh, one listening thinking, be fooled into how glamorous we are. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I was, I my hair is up in a, like a really crappy bun, and I have like this old sort of wildly patterned dress on, and I thought I look like an aging hippie today. So yeah, not not quite as glamorous as it all sounds. We can put sounds. this bit out and just let people think we're glamorous. <laughs> Because I, I see what I feel like. Ruin the illusion. We're going to ruin the illusion. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're so glamorous. They're probably sipping cocktails right now. <laughs> I wouldn't say no to a mojito, to be fair. But I, I, <laughs> well, this I is true. Yeah. 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 So it, just to uh, give everybody uh, a brief background into you and the marvelousness of you is I want to, well, I ha- am inviting fantastic people to talk about their not not run-of-the-mill career choices can we say you know there's not that thing of I you know I left college and I got into this I took a graduate position then I stayed here and then I got a carriage (laughs) clock and then I died okay so I let's see I left the states in um 2001 um, and then I moved over to England, obviously. Um, so yeah, I've been here for about 20 years now, but my career thus far kind of spanned um, sales, customer service, that sort of thing. And then I kind of moved into marketing while um, just after I moved here because I had a boss who 
basically he knew I was interested in it. He could see, I think he could see that uh, there might have been a little bit of sort of natural inclination with regards to marketing. And so he kind of mentored me for a little while for, with, um, with moving into marketing. So that's kind of what I did for a number of years. And until I think I started my blog in 2010. So similar to yeah, same. Like we, we're we blogging are dinosaurs. Kind of, we are like, oh, we are dinosaurs. We are like OG bloggers. So yeah, I started my blog back in 2010 before it was anything that anybody would have considered a career. It was one of those things where you said, oh yeah, I have a blog. And everybody sort of rolled their eyes and thought that all you did was talk about like, I don't know what you ate for lunch that day. They thought it was like a, a diary, yeah, yeah. I suppose. That was sort of the view, like that you were letting people into your life and it was really, really weird. So trying to make a career out of that was not even an inclination or an option or anything. At that time, I remember reading blogs like overseas that were like design sponge. I used to really love. I mean, that was around for a really long time and young house love um was another one and these were you know kind of more interior design led and i think there was another one called bauer power it was a, woman, a girl called katie bauer i think her name was and the both of them young house love and bauer power they're both really into like diy and interior design and sharing their projects of their own homes in on their blog and i read their blogs for a good few years and love them. But I realized that there wasn't really any blogs in this country at that time that were sharing, the, people were sharing their own homes and their own DIYs. And I remember we moved into our previous home now, which was just outside of Manchester. Um, and we bought this little three bedroom Edwardian semi and we were going to go fix it up. My other half is very adept at DIY and I have always loved interior design. And yeah, we just, I just thought, oh, I'm going to start a blog, you know, similar to what, you know, Young House Love are doing or what um, Bauer Power are doing. And I, th I actually think, because I'm not aware of anybody else at that time, but I may have been the first blog to let people inside my house which is mind blowing when you think about it, because you look at Instagram these days and there are literally hundreds of thousands of accounts where people are sharing their homes and their interiors. But you have to remember, you know, this is a decade ago, more than a decade ago, and no one was doing it. And I remember people saying to me, are you sure? You, you know, you're showing people pictures of your bedroom. Like, that's so weird. Aren't you afraid? Aren't you afraid that people, and it's like, well, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? That was the thing that I got of like this, the scared of like, I, you, you've told people, you know, you live in, you know, at the time I was living in Hebden Bridge and I would share pictures and share details of myself. And that was, people were yeah, terrified people were, of it. Do you remember? Scary. That's do you remember scary. that people didn't even use the real names? Everybody used aliases. Like you never, I mean, yeah. I went by Redley Locks. I used to have, my hair used to be dyed red. Yes. I went by Redley Locks very red. for years on my blog. I didn't even share my real name. And my other half, Wayne, was just W. That was it. I wouldn't refer, mm -hmm. we wouldn't even refer to it. I mean, this is way, way early. Um, and then after a while, I was like, oh, well, I suppose I could use my name. I mean, that's how, that's how much of a non sort of influencer <laughs> sort of thing that it was. I said, you didn't even want people to know who you were. There were design-led blogs in that day, but not in the way that kind of I was doing it. And I don't know if that, I, I kind of think that was part of the reason why it got popular because 
because well, if you look back on my blog, it certainly wasn't because I was a great in, a great at interior design. <laughs> because I wasn't I was very I always think that about the early photographs I took with a point and shoot honestly and the the photographs yeah I I wasn't even spell checking like I go back to things that I was doing 11 years ago and I'm like it's so cringe I leave all of that up because for me part part of it shows the journey absolutely shows your journey and I just like to be able to say to people this is this is where I started and if I can get to where I've got to for the you know or all the grace and luck and everything that I have had in my life and privilege and all of that thing I do know that I've gotten better at this <laughs> there's no doubt I have gotten better at this and if I can get better at this other people can get better at this so it's good it's good to leave the early stuff on but it got popular and people started reading it and I think it was about at the time I think this is we're going back to about 200, 2013 2014 I was working off the back of my blog, it was starting to gain in popularity. I had for about, I think, yeah, about three or four years at that point. And off the back of that, I got a job as AO, you know, that did do the like appliances, electronics yeah, and yeah. stuff. Appliances yeah, online. appliances online. So I got a job with them and I was put in charge of their lifestyle blog. And it was just like, for me, it was like my dream job because I was getting to blog and getting paid for it. For me, it was just like match made in heaven. I really, really love the job. But what happened was after a while, my blog started really taking off. I was starting to get the whole idea of a blog being a career was starting to come into view. And it was starting to be something that people were thinking about and doing. And people were getting, you know, quite successful and, you know, getting their name out there and started getting collaborations from brands who wanted to work with them and pay them. Um, So all this was sort of happening at the same time. And I just took it to a certain point where after, I think it was 2014, that I decided that I was going to quit full-time secular employment working for someone else. And that I was going to concentrate full-time on growing my blog and kind of making it my career I guess if you want to, if you want to call it that so yeah I kind of threw mm-hmm. everything then into that I was also doing at the time I was doing freelance writing for other for other retail blogs and I was doing consultancy blog consultancy off the back of the work that I had done for AO um, we I mean we got I think we got as far as we got we got a honorable mention for an award we got nominated for award and ended up sort of I don't know what you call it, honorable mention or like second place kind of thing for AO's blog. So it did really well. It was really successful. Um, they were super happy with it and off the back of that. And then I got some people contacting me asking me if I can help them with their own blog. So I did that for a little while as well. But yeah, after a little while, I I was able to kind of support myself fully from my blog. I've been doing that full time now for seven, six or seven years, I think mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So seven, yeah. must be seven, must be seven yeah. now. Yes, yeah. seven, because 11 years, yeah, seven I years. Think as well, like, I always remember, because I, I like you, I, it took me ages to actually find UK blogs to read. Oh, me as well. It was I all, was reading it was all, all of blogs, the American blogs. Yep. And, yeah, I used to read Young House Love and A Beautiful Mess. And Oh, A Beautiful he, Mess, yeah. Oh, what was that one? The Private Married Quarters for Two? PM oh, for PMQ two. Q for two. Yes, yeah, she's a really colorful stuff, doesn't yeah, she? DIY. Yeah, yeah she's and got lovely there was stuff. Joy, hello Joy. Was that what her blog was? Oh, well, hello Joy. Yeah, so there was yep. all these things yep. and all of these crafty things, and then even they weren't, you know, career blogs at the time. You know, they had other jobs, 
and they yeah. they used yeah. to sell ads sometimes for like fifty dollars. And I remember when I first started to do that, and that felt like that was oh my gosh, a big thing. Too. Like you could have a, an advert in my sidebar <laughs> for fifty dollars. <gasps> And, and yes, that was the thing. I, do what, I, co- I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I used to do that as well. Sell advertising space in my sidebar. Yeah, and and the thought of somebody asking me to do a collaboration just felt like even when that was happening in America, I That's felt not gonna like happen here. The, that, oh, that won't happen in the UK because yeah. the UK likes a traditional way of yeah. doing things, and they will advertise in magazines, yeah. and that is the way they do things. And so it it felt kind of out of left field. And I always feel that I only got there because I got picked up by telly which is really weird because when I did that I still had a dot <laughs> oh god I had one of them as well <laughs> and my blog looked like crap yeah my blog looked like crap it was it, you know it wasn't was it? um no. good no of course it wasn't because it was just it was it, it was yeah. literally oh, yeah, was exactly a creative the same. outlet for me yeah while I had cancer yeah, so I was just like, I'm just going to do this because, you know, my partner's working away and I'm ill and I'm lonely and so I'm just going to do this. Yeah, it was a way to, it was a way to connect to other people, wasn't yeah. it, easily through yeah, your screen? Yeah, and it was so, yeah. it was so good. Uh, yeah, but, well, not the content, but it was such a good, it was a good outlet. <laughs> Great outlet. Yeah, and yeah, I feel definitely. kind of bad for anyone who's started a blog in the last five years because... They're expect they don't get that learning curve that that you and I yeah. got to be rubbish. No, to, yeah, to be rubbish, you have to. It's almost like if you're starting a blog now, it, you have to straight off the track be a lot more slick and a lot more professional. Mm-hmm. However, I will say that we had to kind of figure it out on our own, didn't we? And we didn't have all the really. I mean, you go on Etsy now or Creative Market, and the amount of really beautiful themes that are just ready to just pick up and run yes. with. We didn't have anything like that. And actually, blog posts <laughs> like I don't know if you do them anymore. I don't. I don't you've done one for a while, but you used to do a lot of blog posts about blogging, and there weren't any. Oh yeah, I don't do them anymore. There weren't yeah. tips and tricks really when we started. It no. was just kind of there was nothing. Yeah, I try and change something on the back end of my theme, and then click it and I'm like oh my god what have I even done what you got letters <laughs> in all sorts of places yeah. your pictures have gone backwards or upside down yeah, oh, it's yeah. Like, how is that yeah. even possible like <laughs> you're so terrified that anything's just gonna break it and it looked like crap anyway to be fair yeah. it was really they, they like... were just ugly horrible things <laughs> so yeah so in some ways it's like the, the kids these days I'm making myself sound super old but, no, yeah, but it's like, okay because we sound days. really glamorous at the beginning so it's fine. We did. We're, We're glamorous now, old we? ladies. <laughs> glamorous old ladies. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's kind of, it's one of these things where it's like, I starting a blog now, it's almost just a completely different experience than it was starting a blog hmm. back in our day. I mean, it just really was so completely different. But it was good. I I'm, I kind of miss the simplicity now. I kind of miss being able to just do a crappy looking blog post and not have to worry too much about it because no one was going to see it anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you re- you were doing that and yes, very well, and you're still doing it very well. Although it is it. now yeah. Yeah, your still first still child, and you now have a new baby. Spoonworthy sense. I do. I have a new baby. So basically, what happened was, enter COVID. Enter the lockdown last year. I was very happily ticking along with the blog. Although I will say, I think, you know, you do anything for a decade and 
there's going to be something niggling inside you that says, I think I'm ready for something new, like a new challenge. Um, And that feeling had been bubbling up for probably a couple of years where it's like, I kind of want to do, not that I want to do something else, but I want to do something alongside what I'm already doing. I know we had been talking about it. Oh, like this as, as friends like for ages Jeez. you were like should I do this should I do that should I you know oh, yeah you definitely I've, were like I've had another yeah, evening was... where I've been talking about how I'm not challenging myself <laughs> <laughs> I think and the thing is I'm so I'm so so grateful to where the blog you know went over the over the years I'm super super grateful because I saw the success of that blog and the things that I've been able to experience and the brands that I've been able to work with. All the um, awards. You are multi-award winning. I I think I've got six, six awards. And they're well-deserved. I mean, they're absolutely, I'm super, super happy and lucky. I I really, really am to have those. But it's like after I've, and I've been in, I can't even tell you how many magazines I've been in. I think something like, I don't know, 20 or 25, like worldwide. And I I think I'm in four or five interior design books. Radio shows? Radio shows. I've been on the BBC. Mm. I've spoken at the Ideal Home Show. You know what I mean? And it's like, I have this amazing kind of history of things that I've managed to somehow achieve over the last 10, you know, over that 10 year period or so, 11 year period. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But there are, does reach a certain point where you go, I don't know what else I want to do. I don't know what else I want to do with this. Like what's, what's kind of the next step? What's the next challenge for me? And that is what kind of was, it's not, it's not that I wasn't grateful for the success that I had because I absolutely a hundred percent was. Um, but I just felt like it was time to, it was time for something new, something new, a new challenge. I felt like this things had gotten too comfortable and I wanted to kind of continue to learn and grow and, experience things going back to lockdown everything obviously the whole country was basically shut down um this is this is lockdown number one so we're going back to march and march March 2020 and essentially what happened like a lot of people um every collaboration that i had was either put on hold or canceled all of my freelancing clients one by one basically canceled my contracts and I was sort of in a position where I didn't know where my income was going to come from. And it was scary and it was uncertain, again, like so many other people. And because of the way that my business is set up, I didn't have access to kind of any government help or anything like that. So it was sort of like, right, you're on your own here. <laughs> you're going to need to figure out what to do. Yeah, there was a lot. I, I was the same. I, a lot of people fell, fell through, the gaps. through every single a huge number. Huge, huge yeah, numbers and, of and people. It, you know, it kind of left me thinking right, well, what the heck am I going to do now? And how am I going to pay my mortgage? Thankfully, the blog, I have display advertising and affiliate advertising on the blog, and that was still kind of ticking in. So I, it was just really nice passive income. And thankfully, I had enough coming in that I can cover my bills. You know, I wasn't as in, a, in as bad a position as probably a lot of other people were. So there is some privilege that I'll acknowledge on that and I also I had some savings which I was so grateful for because I you know I knew that I had a little bit of cash left aside but if this were to go on I think at the time we'd all thought it was only going to happen for it was only going to be a few months we didn't think it was going to be a year but I yeah I didn't no not at all I was like oh you know 
yeah, it'd be yeah, over. Oh, yeah. Like certainly yeah. by Christmas. Certainly by Christmas, I thought that no one people yeah. would be like COVID. Oh, what? I, remember, I remember people saying oh, it'll be it'll be finished by June or July, and I'm thinking Natalie's nah, easily be September October. Yeah, everybody thought it was going to be a temporary thing, but I did have a bit of savings set aside and that sort of thing, so I was okay. Um, but you know, obviously that worry sort of, sort of swirls around your head. And one of the things that I've been doing for years um, was making my own candles and they were really really popular blog posts that I used to do so you've done a lot of blog posts on candles yeah yeah so I've done like Christmas candles to see how many (laughs) woodwick candles I've got candle videos I've got yeah so there's a a whole bunch of content on there for candle printable yeah oh yeah yeah I think one of the ones actually is gaining traction at the moment is what to do with your old um candle jars like different ideas to reusing your candle jars. That was really Google is liking that really one good at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, it's um I had a lot of kind of candle content on there already. And I love making candles because for me it was it was a creative outlet that was just pure relaxation because you're there surrounded by these lovely scents and you've got the wax melting and it's kind of like cooking but with different sort of <laughs> You know, like that relaxing scent when you just get really into whatever a, a recipe. That, yeah. It's kind of like quite a mindful it, it thing really to do. Is. Actually. It really is, and you do, it, it is mindful thing because you really have to pay attention to what you're doing uh, at the time, and you just sort of get sucked into it. So I thought the sun was shining. I just remember that it was a lovely day. I had the in the kitchen. I was had my bain marie out for melting the wax, and I had all my fragrances out, and I had you know all my wicks and the wax was kind of getting all over the worktops and it was I was just in my element I had the tunes going and I thought right I'm doing this just to make myself relax so I can think about what am I going to do next because I've just lost 80% of my income so what now (laughs) and I'm relaxing and I'm doing all this stuff and it just hit me that this could be what I'm doing. What I'm doing right now could be a thing because I had had people for years telling me, oh, you should sell your candles, you should sell your candles. And I think it was never the right time or it just, you know, I didn't have the time or I just didn't feel like concentrating on something new like that. It just didn't feel right. And I thought if I ever was looking for a sign for the right time, this was the right time. I had... I had plenty of time on my hands, that was for sure. And I thought I had... It's like a real epiphany moment though, isn't it? It was like a lightning, honestly. I'm going to make candles so that I relax enough to think about what to do next. Oh, it's this. (laughs) So yeah, it was... So the idea for Smoonworthy Sense was born. Yeah, so it's essentially, it's a product range of... At the moment, there's a signature range of five core scents. It will soon be expanding to seven cents. I've got a really exciting collaboration coming up with a great, a really amazing design company as well. So I've got something happening with them coming up. I'm going to have limited edition Christmas candle as well. So this, the, I launched basically in January of this year and things have been going really, really well. And it's just so nice to have, I created a product, essentially that's my personal style so it's a it's a familiar style to anybody who has followed my blog and knows kind of what my interior design style is like these I feel like these are a good fit (laughs) they They are they look like they would be in my house I'm not getting paid to say this I'm just gonna say that off the back (laughs) but uh, is it off the back or off the bat I'm so bad at idioms anyway 
I'm not getting paid for this. But I have to say that they are, is it bat? Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they are amazing candle because quite often you'll, if I buy, you know, those treat candles, those luxury, high-end, expensive candles, you know, the first couple of burns, I'll be like, oh, that smells great. And then afterwards, I have to have my nose right of in the thing yeah. before I smell anything. And yours don't. They last right down to the end. There's no waxy, like residue at all it's got such a clean yeah, burn yeah and not in a clawing way because you would think well I, I would think that if the scent's gonna last all the way to the end of that candle it needs to be no matter how strong. long you take yeah it's gonna be really kind of like Crying. those like you know the scent you get from those horrible plug-in oh, yeah. things that people put in their houses <laughs> yeah. and it's just like I think I might vomit yeah, I can't take it and that you know but it isn't that at all and actually I was going to text you the other day because in my studio which is in the attic and it gets really sunny it's where all the plants go to live right I have your candle the racing horse one which is now part of my painting ritual it's my art ritual I put it on but the other day I went up and because the sun had been shining it had made the it it sort of kind of done something to the it warmed up the wax and it made the whole room smell as if I'd lit the candle that's amazing it just keeps giving I I honestly have had I mean I spent about 10 months testing and this was kind of my full-time job because I didn't really have another job (laughs) because the other work my work had gone so so quiet I just poured my I ate slept and thought about candles 24 7 for the for a good I'm still doing that but for a good 10 months I did that because I wanted to create a product that I wanted I would have wanted in my own house I I hate I love buying luxury candles but I hate when they disappoint me when they don't burn very well or like you said like the smell doesn't last very long or they tunnel or I get lots of soot all around the edges so all of those little things were going through my head saying if I was spending money on a luxury candle this is how I would want it to perform and and I do think all that testing has really paid off just based on the feedback that I get that I'm getting from customers that I get from my friends <laughs> you know people saying these are oh oh no these are actually really really good candles and that makes me feel incredibly proud I love my branding and everything like that because obviously it's all based on things that I love so they're very you know they're they're, they're very pretty candles lots of they all the different scents have a different print all the candles are different colors, which I use like these lovely vegan dyes that are great quality. And they come in beautiful tubes that I reuse as well. Yes, and they all come in these reusable cardboard tubes that have the same print on the outside of the tubes. And they are very, very pretty and very easily reusable. That was another thing that was really important to me to make sure that they were. I, I, I call my brand an eco-conscious brand. So I try to make sure like all the packaging and things like that is as reusable as possible or as everything's recyclable there's no plastics or anything that like that used all my adhesives are like vegan friendly the waxes are very vegan friendly cotton wicks you know all all the various different things that I could control and, and try to lessen whatever impact on the environment that I could I've tried to incorporate that part of that is reusing all of the packaging and they are really pretty the packaging itself where the candles actually come in are really really pretty as well kind of blown me away and return customers you get lots of return customers which is key isn't it I because get you can, so many return you know customers. marketing can get you someone to come yeah. through the door once but when they want to keep coming back that's the product yeah 
Yeah, no, I have, I mean, so many repeat buyers, which is, which is incredible. And I get a lot of people who, you know, like you, I know you love racing hearts, don't you? Um, and I have people like that too. I have three different candles on the go now for three different <laughs> mood settings. Oh yeah, you have Into the Wild as well. Into the Wild is my, it's our grown up time right. in the lounge when the kids are in bed. Sunday morning, well, that's my Wait, sex is, candle. I'm just going to have to Sunday, say it. Sunday that goes in the bedroom. <laughs> Sunday morning is my sex, scan- uh, sex scandal. Sex candle. Sex candle. See, racing heart. The racing <laughs> heart is scandalous. always, always <laughs> my sex candle. So yeah, I think you can. Yeah, it, it's whatever works for you, really, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think because I used that first in in the art studio, yes. that's yes. what I started to associate it with. Because you wrote. Oh no, it, was, it wasn't a blog post. You wrote no. a, a very interesting email yeah. about Olfax. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tell been... us more about that because that is fascinating. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating. So I think so. People have heard of olfactory memory, which essentially means that a scent um, is associated with uh, with a memory. So just like I think for me, um, when I smell like sh- sharpened pencils, you know, when you freshly sharpen a pencil, yes. I am just transported back into the classroom. When I smell rice being made, the smell of rice reminds me of my mom, always reminds me of my mom, because my father used to insist on having rice with every single meal that we ever ate. He was just, he's Puerto Rican, and it was like rice and beans and chicken. That was like, you know, our kind of standard food. And he would have rice with every single meal. And so for some reason, like my mom always made him rice and that rice smell always just, it just reminds me of my mom, always what else what other kind of scents oh there yeah there there's just many of them so i i, I yeah because i i remember when i got divorced i did i went to morocco because i'm a cliche um, oh. i was like i'm gonna write a, <laughs> a cliche. i am a cliche i'm gonna write a novel about breaking up which was the worst novel ever I mean I never even bothered sending that off to anyone because that's just insulting but it was quite cathartic but traveling around Morocco uh, everyone had the tagine burners so they would make their tagine on coal outside and it had a really specific smell that wasn't wasn't quite like a barbecue thing but it had a really specific smell and and that smell takes me back to Morocco every time right. completely and yeah. utterly yeah. I feel um, yeah I know exactly what you mean so the smell of patchouli reminds me of um being on holiday in in Menorca um because we had gone to this amazing cliffside bar which I think the cocktails were just ridiculous you were paying for the experience not for the cocktails themselves but I think the cocktails were something like 20 quid each but because the view was just outstanding um and we were sitting in this really really beautiful cocktail bar and they had incense dotted around outside so it was kind of just catch on the breeze Mm -hmm. you know this little kind of scent of patchouli just in the air and it was glorious and every time I smell any kind of incense after that it always reminds me of this bar in Menorca and that is Everybody has this. It's called it's called olfactory memory. And basically what happens is your memories are no, let me let me back up. Basically your scent, so you have these olfactory nodes, I think it is. I'm gonna I'm I have this all written down and I'm probably gonna screw it up. So if there's any like medical people out there, yeah, like, medical it's not people a node, out there. Kimberly. Well yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. We'll pay no attention. So, yeah, please to them. forgive the, the layman's <laughs> the layman's explanation, but some, essentially it 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 travels from your nose and then it goes into your limbic system, and your limbic system sends the information to your brain, and your brain goes right. I got to categorize this, and this scent is associated with this memory, and it puts them together. Right, so it actually works on a biological level, and that's why. It happens to everyone because it's just something that our body has created. Because we have that, then we have the ability to actually create olfactory memory. And that's called olfactory priming, where we can associate a scent with a happy feeling or a happy memory or something like that. Because our sense of smell and memory is so powerful. It's more powerful than seeing a picture or an image or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because it can work the to opposite way. Like you that. can have a horrible association, but, you know. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, but olfactory priming really is all about creating a, the good stuff. a nice memory, yeah. <laughs> the good stuff, the stuff that we want to happen. So, so yeah, so when you're, for olfactory priming, basically what you're doing is you're creating a ritual of some sort or a, so let's say you were saying about your art, you know, when you're painting in your studio, you have created an olfactory memory based on racing hearts because you now associate it with creating and your art studio. And so what happens is because you've made that connection, that your brain has made that connection between that scent and that activity. Now, when you smell that candle, it's almost like your brain is going right. I'm primed to create. Because that's what always happens when I smell yeah. this. So it's it can be a yeah. really super powerful kind of um, something kind of for you know wellness or anxiety or I'm not saying it's like a medical thing, but it is a nice way to kind of it, it can, can absolutely help. you know help. like in the same way that walking in nature isn't you know the same as taking an antidepressant, but it it can it help, can help yes. people. Yeah, it's not a medical claim, but it yeah. definitely has. Yeah, there is a definite benefit, benefit and- to it. So it's like I I think one of the things that I'm I'm kind of encouraging I suppose people to do is to use to to choose an activity that makes you feel good, that makes you feel happy. It could be sitting down and writing in your journal every you know, evening, or it could be taking a long bath after you put the kids to bed, or it could be um, a morning, your morning yoga session, or even like if you're working from home at the end of the day, you light a candle. So anything that kind of primes your brain brain into saying, this is my time, or this is my relaxation time, or this is my healing time, or this is my, you know, this is the time that I spend for myself. You know, it could be like that, anything like think, that. But if you light the candle, yeah. I think it's so important oh, this gosh, year, though, yeah. isn't it? Because, I mean, like you and I have worked from home for a long time, but this is like now everyone's worked from home. Delineating that time is quite difficult to do. And it's quite, so, I mean, for example, with how I use Racing Hearts, which I kind of did inadvertently, yeah. it just became that ritual based on that I didn't know that the first time you light a candle you should it should be a longer you can't just put you shouldn't really yeah you can obviously but you shouldn't really put it on for just like an hour it's not the best way to no, get exactly. the most out of your candle I've learned this from you <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot about candles from you <laughs> and so I set myself like okay well I'm gonna put it on I'm gonna light the candle for four hours which makes me have a, a, yes. a block of going to my studio and as a as someone who is a, a mum 
sometimes those moments of being able to sit down and do some work when you're doing a creative things it it was it was difficult for me to say right I can make the most of this snippet of time because in that snippet of time I might not be feeling yeah. creative you know I could probably sit down and force myself to do some like tax returns or some you know the other part yes. of your work that the you know glamorous stuff you, you yeah. know needs doing but yeah but when I needed to be in a zone I was finding it really difficult because I was thinking well I've got this time now and then I'd beat myself up and think well yeah. I've wasted that yeah. time when I could have been being creative but I yeah. just wasn't yeah feeling and it. this is exactly and now yeah go what on. has happened is that yeah. priming has happened. So as soon as I smell it, it gets creative juices flowing. And my it's telling yeah, my body. Primes you. <laughs> right. Just, yeah, yep. be creative, you big waste of space. <laughs> and, and it works. <laughs> it does. It absolutely <laughs> being, works. Being able yeah, to be more it productive absolutely does. in those I times. started lighting yeah. waterfall while I was working from home. Obviously, I work from home all the time, but I was obviously working from home and I thought, I'm going to light a candle. Um, I'm going to light waterfall during the day because I thought, because citrus scents are known to be, um, to kind of boost your alertness, alertness levels and you're, you're supposed to alert, give you some clarity and things like that. So I thought if I light waterfall, maybe that'll help me kind of concentrate on the work that I need to do. And then I was putting the candle out, you know, after a few hours or whatever, putting the candle out and the scent is still kind of hangs around through the whole rest of the day but what was happening is I I inadvertently had primed yeah, myself as well sometimes. because even on the days that I didn't feel like working <laughs> I didn't feel like concentrating because you have to be very self-motivating when you work for yourself oh, so even absolutely. on those days if I lit the candle my brain was going right it's time to concentrate right sit at it's your desk to, and, yep, <laughs> stop looking at desk, cat videos <laughs> stop looking at cat videos on tiktok yeah exactly and it i it really did it really started kind of like a signal to my brain going right it's time for me to start my working day because i had associated with that with waterfall it's so so powerful i find yeah it's really really powerful i find it fascinating how we can you know, we can make that conscious decision. It's a, it's something that we can actually control. Whereas normally olfactory memory, we can't really control it. Like you said, it could be a good memory. It could also be a crap memory or you smell someone's perfume in the street or cologne in the street and it reminds you of your ex and immediately you get annoyed. <laughs> that sort of thing. So yeah, like this that. is, you are, you are kind of creating, <laughs> exactly. You're kind of creating that like positive, whatever that positive emotion that you get, whatever that positive, warm, fuzzy, creative, spiritual, well feeling that you're going to get from whatever that activity is, you can kind of prime your brain to respond to that on scent. It's interesting because it kind of leads me on to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about right? and about how it works on a biological level, but how we respond, you're talking about how we respond to smells and memory, but also how we can respond to our surroundings. Now, we're I coming know, off the back of, we're already halfway through 2021. That's just ridiculous. It seems like yesterday I was like, oh, it's okay. It's just January. Chill out. It's fine. And it's like, boom. Yeah. Halfway through <laughs> the year. June. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we are, you know, coming out of 2020, we're still kind of, in yeah. restrictions and and yeah. globally speaking everyone's in a different place on where their restrictions are and there has been a lot of talk about our home and how our homes make us feel on a physiological level not just on a psychological level and I spoke to 
Stacy who oh, talked yeah. about biophilic design and how that happens and it was really fascinating to hear her it was talk. a really really good interview I enjoyed that one definitely I remember speaking to you when people were talking about design trends because of COVID are going to be really clinical and I think you and I were nope. the ones who were in agreement to <laughs> saying actually no I think people are gonna go yep. cozy yeah as- you know, yep. as flip. AF. Cozy as flip. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it a family show here. So, because of creating yeah. this this surrounding. And it reminded me, that conversation we had reminded me of a blog post. Because I'm not just your friend, I'm a super <laughs> fan of a blog post you wrote a long yeah. time ago that was okay, you know, maybe not based in science for Zodiac. Yeah. It's a bit of woo woo about it. But I read it thinking that. I, was, I read it thinking, Oh, Zodiac. So that's a bit woo-woo. And then was fascinated <laughs> by how accurate it was. And then had to go through all of my friends and family who I knew yeah. their stars high and look at so that basically, for those who haven't read it, and I will put it in the link in the show notes. It was design, your design, home interior design style. Oh, it, was, it was yeah, how to deck yeah, how to decorate your home according to your zodiac. And it sign. was <laughs> bizarrely accurate because <laughs> I, I read mine and I was like oh oh okay well what was your start I, that's sign? pretty spot on I'm Pisces okay I, de- I decorate like a Pisces Do you decorate well. like a Pisces as well I'm trying to remember I'm what I said I'm, I'm actually Piscean. looking at the, I'm actually looking at the post now because I, get- I need to re-familiarize <laughs> myself I read it so long ago this was back in oh well 2019 so it wasn't that long ago but yeah oh, Pisces God, it feels like a long time ago Everything feels like a long time ago after the last year. Yeah, it's definitely a beast. I thought I was going back like nearly a decade. Anyway, everywhere I turn now, people are doing articles on how your home makes you feel and what to do. And I thought a fun way for us to talk about this would be to look at some houses from TV or movies that we love. Yes. And I was going to ask you as my expert, because I've been fighting one as an expert. (laughs) What is it about those homes that are making us love it? On a on a level, we we pick things we resonate with. Is resonate the right word? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I think the thing is with our homes, and what I've always told everybody about, you know, following trends and things like that. It, and it's fine. I follow some trends. I don't think there's anything horribly wrong with occasionally going. Do you know what? I quite like this one thing that's out at the moment, and I'm going to pick up a few pieces while it's out, and yes. I can get them cheaper. I don't mm-hmm. blame people for doing that at all. Get to know your personality, the personality of your home. You know, the way that you would get to know yourself. And expressing yourself and your personality through your decor, you are going to feel so much more comfortable in that house. And you're going to feel exactly what it should be, which is a haven. And, you know, it's our our homes should be a place of security. It should be a place that we feel we can be our most weird or most vulnerable. And I'm, when I'm saying personality, I don't necessarily just mean an individual. I'm saying the personality of the household, you know, of a family. When we see stuff, I think, on television... Or we see a home on television and we think, oh my gosh, yeah, that's nice. I think it's because we see our, a little bit of our own personality. Definitely, I've thought that. So us. I'll tell you the three houses I picked for your analysis. Uh, it's funny because the first two houses I'm going to tell you about don't really exist. They were created on a soundstage, which broke my heart both times. <gasps> oh, right. Yeah, It's no, that's, heartbreaking. That so the heartbreaking. first one I think a lot of people love, which is Iris's Cottage 
from the holiday. Oh yeah, that's just iconic, isn't it? Absolutely. And when I read that that wasn't like, isn't it? Even the exterior, they may. I, I wouldn't mind, but there are so many cottages that look like that. that they I thought that was the an exterior. actual house. Is it not a house? No, it's not a house. And even though I know that I'm too tall to live in that house, <laughs> I wanted to live in that house. <laughs> yeah yeah and I did and and so that really I just that it is it I is love so it. I, I, I think I watched that film because it's not I, I I mean I'm crazy on Christmas but it's not my favorite Christmas film I think I watch re-watch that so often just for the house porn basically and to be it's honest with you porn. I'd much rather live in Iris's house than live in what's the other girl's name the other big the, See, it can't remember. It's, 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 it's no relevant. Um, Charlie's Theron's. No, not Charlie's Theron. It's the other one. No, it's not. Well, the other two actors. I'm much rather live in a cottage and honestly I think that's what it is because there's so much filled with so much personality and you just there's like this warmth that comes from that interior so yeah I'm with I'm with you on that one and I think it's a home that you can be untidy in like the second house is very very similar which is quite new actually to being on tv and also doesn't exist but it's the third season of master of none oh yeah so it's the the house that they, they live in was created completely on a sound stage. I think the exterior is a random exterior. It's supposed to be in upstate New York, right. which is that that's Connecticut, right? No, upstate upstate New York. I don't know. I'm I I'm geographically challenged. Is in upstate New York. It's part of the state of New York. Connecticut is its, it's still Connecticut part of the state. Okay. Uh, I see. I sound like Donald Trump now. I do have a passport, <laughs> everyone, and I have traveled. I'm just not very good. Uh, it's yeah. okay. We know where you mean. I, you know what I mean. Like, it's Northeast. like, yeah. It's above up, New York. Upstate, you know. It, I just thought it was what New Yorkers. I thought I was being hip and New Yorker because I thought that Connecticut was just what New, like, New like well I know I didn't but I thought that if you were a New Yorker you would refer to that as upstate New York like it was a hip thing that oh, they did oh right no there okay. is literally an upstate yeah, like an New York. in in it's thing I thought that was making me sound got, more like a real New Yorker because you've got Yorker. New York City right <laughs> so we have a geography lesson you have New York City which is essentially like Manhattan and you have the boroughs of New York is which which is which obviously lies i keep forgetting america's really big yeah Yeah. so they can have all of those things in one (laughs) that can happen all of those things can happen it's big nicolette get it through your head yes in one state so upstate new york is literally still is just new york state The house, the house itself. So that the exterior, I I looked at. I haven't watched that You'll yet. Love it. You need to get yeah. all of your tissues. Oh, just to get through. each okay. episode probably okay. needs a couple of boxes of tissues. Oh God, I have to brace oh, no. myself. I'm gonna have to feel like emotionally ready to watch it, aren't yeah. I? I'm not even being hyperbolic about that as well. Really? You gonna, yeah, it's just so much, and it's so the way it's shot as well. And I don't know if part of my love of the house of the cinematography is that it's shot in a way and it has this like real intimacy to it and the camera doesn't move a lot it stays in one place so you kind of feel like you're sitting in 
that house. Yes. Watching these conversations. Yes. And you're, li- you know, it's not doing. It's, fu- it's funny you know, that you're talking about cinematography because I think that affects probably two of my choices. I think is a cinematography as well that adds to it. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So I really did feel like I was in their house. So it, it was created on soundstage in London. Right. In London. Which yeah. broke my heart. It's so disappointing. Heart. I mean, not that I would ever be able to like afford it anyway. I mean, I always try and look up places. I'm right with like, oh no, that is five million pounds. I can't afford that. Um, but you know, not that I would ever have been able to afford it, but it kind of broke my heart knowing that no one lived in it. I know it's peeking, it's peeking behind the curtain. You don't want to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I and that two people who two stylists who created it who are vintage specialists. Oh, I'm gonna like add. this, aren't I? And what you're saying about personality yeah. is some of the things, not just like family photos, but some of the actual like antique items and paintings and books and stuff that are used in it. They asked the actresses to bring their stuff and styled with that as well. Ooh. And it's really fascinating. And it just goes back to what you were saying though about like the personality yeah. of it. You definitely felt like you you really do yeah. feel like that is their house. You you that is somewhere they would live. And those are the things that they've accumulated. And they and I think that's why I love vintage things anyway, because I love the story. Oh, I do as of well. Stuff. Yeah. And kind of yeah, like like Phoebe from Friends when she <laughs> they have to episode is probably one of my favorite episodes because yeah it's a, it's the one where, where so funny. Rachel keeps buying bits from Pottery Barn and telling Phoebe that they're yeah. vintage because they kind of have that vintage yeah, yeah from an like, antique oh, market yeah, is this yeah. from? oh it's from the days of yore and it's like <laughs> in, the, in 1900s I mean she just had no idea she was just making things up my third house is a little bit different and it the house that Liv Tyler visits in Stealing Beauty in Italy. I don't know that one. I'm going to have to have a look. And it's, do you know, you're going to have to watch. I, I think there's a, a kind of, no, there's two things going on there with that because there's a nostalgia to the whole movie because, you know, basically the movie is this young girl from America and she's coming to try and track down who she thinks her okay. father is in Italy and she's visiting her her mother's her mother has since died she's visiting old her mother's old family right. friends and they have I say a house but it's like there's a main house and then there's like guest complex oh and gosh. the plunge pool and anything Italian I'm I'm in it's it's really rustic and he's an artist and it looks like it's you know it's been done up over time you can kind of tell that and she's also has her sexual blossoming and awakening there and that was it was kind of at the age where I was too having a sexual awakening. So there's like a, a bit of a nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. And, so and, and I love the warm weather. Yeah. And yeah. I love that it, the simplicity of the house and the, like the kind of mm. rough edges, there's rough edges to it, but it looks, it's really creative. And cause they're artists yeah. as well. Like, it's, you know, you'll go and, and one wall has just got like this, random bit of painting on and these days it it just reminds me you know the Bloomsbury houses where they had like they'd paint the fireplace and stuff like that just like creative stuff was just happening but randomly and haphazardly yes yeah and I still and it made me want to go to Italy and I, I was like I have to go to Italy because I've seen this film and I've still now at the age of 43 only been to Rome airport 
but I have been to Rome Airport twice. Seriously? Have you not been? I know. It's it's disgusting. I've traveled the globe. And you've not been to Italy? Not, oh my God, you'd love it. I've not been it to Italy. It is so magical. It yeah. is really, it really is beautiful. You just drive through the countryside. I mean, I, I, I'm acting like I'm a, you know, this explorer of Italy. I've been, <laughs> I've been once. Don't tell them. They think we're glamorous. I know, they think we're glamorous. <laughs> I actually had a holiday to Italy that I have now moved twice we've had to move it twice because of flipping flipping oh, yeah. covid that's all else that that <laughs> shall not be named anymore no, we, no, shall, not we shall not be named not yeah named. i've had to we've had to move our italian holiday god that's such first world problems isn't it i've had to move my italian no. holiday you know, i couldn't get star anise but love the money first lockdown couldn't get star anise it was disgusting <laughs> oh yeah that's just yeah. But anyway, yeah, uh, you need to go to Italy. It's absolutely beautiful. We spent time in mostly in um, the northern part of Italy, Tuscany, and we spent spent a little bit of time in Florence. There, there's lots of mountains. Yes, and spent time in Florence, which is just magical. Florence actually is the, just a side note, is the inspiration for my next scent. So there you ah. you heard it here first. A little bit of well, a, a, a yes, teaser. Yes, but that there. is how amazing and impactful italy is it's wonderful so you're creating your own scent i am memory. i am your yeah, holiday am. maybe you should put one of those test candles on and watch stealing beauty <gasps> in lieu of oh, your italian holiday yeah maybe i should that's a good idea yeah. i might do that and then and eat pasta and have well obviously so. yeah all the pasta and oh. wine oh, so tell me your house okay so it's like i'm saying that you were talking about cinematography and i think that has something to do with it but basically anything wes anderson i'm dying over i love the way because yeah. the way he shoots things i find there's some there's like a, a happy warm easy satisfaction in symmetry and there's no one comparable at all there's no there's a, there, there there is like there is a uh there was there's a book, but there also was a Instagram account. I don't know if the Instagram account is still going, but it's called Accidentally Wes Anderson, where people basically send oh, in things that yes. look. I Wes remember Anderson. the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Wes Anderson ish. But yeah, I love Wes Anderson. The Grand Budapest Hotel is probably one of my favorites in terms of interiors. Just the colors and the lighting and the glamour of it all and the symmetry. I just I do really like symmetry in interiors, even though it's sort of a default thing. But our, our, it's going mm. back to our brains. Our brains process symmetry very, very quickly and very easily. And that's why we find it satisfying to look at. The second one is probably similar to your sort of cozy clutter. Looks like someone's lived there for years, which is um, Amelie and her flat in Paris. I don't I know see. if you've have you seen I used it, to live in Paris. Please, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who are you okay. talking to? Yeah. We're making ourselves sound more glamorous again. Even, when when you're not jetting off to Italy and we're not drinking cocktails at award ceremonies, <laughs> I was living in Paris. I was living you in Paris. Living in Paris, and Paris. We used, but course. it is. And actually, I can <laughs> confirm that even though maybe the decor isn't completely that, that, that is the size of our apartment. Really? Those are the size of our apartments because, you know, unless you're, yeah, unless you're super rich, you live in a tiny place. I, I quite like that. I quite like the sound of that. So, yeah, that was, that's my number two. I could see you. I could see you living in, in that apartment, actually. I could. I could. It'd probably be a little bit brighter colors. I like a light, light, lighter palette, but the actual, like all the kind of oldie worldy 
bits, the bits of lace and stuff up. as well the softness yeah. to it and like like the textured wallpapers and things like that I would love all of that my third one which is kind of a little bit left field but I really do lust after it and probably more for the location than anything else is the beach house on Grace and Frankie is that on Netflix have you not seen it Oh, you haven't no, watched like, Grace and Frankie? Well, I, only, I only signed up oh, to Netflix it's... this Christmas to watch Christmas shows. Oh, and so yeah, now I keep not... telling people things. I'm like that auntie that. who tells you, you should you should put something on Twitter. <laughs> have you heard of Twitter? Because I'm telling people like, oh my God, have you <laughs> seen <laughs> such and such on Netflix? And they're like, yeah, it's been on Netflix for a decade. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you should promote those candles yes, of yours right, on well, Twitter. When, when you... <laughs> Have you heard of this great. new thing? You'll love it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. You'll love it. Yeah, it's probably not going to go anywhere. But, um, but yeah, you'll, you need to watch Grace and Frankie. It's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it's about these two older ladies whose like us, these two husbands decide to leave them for each other. It's um, yeah, it's Lily Tomlin and oh, what's her name? Jane Fonda. I love Lily Tomlin. Oh, you would honest, honest. So they God, move in with each other. It. It's just It's just the most feel-good, yeah. brilliant, funny, dramatic. Make you smile, make you cry, make you laugh. So they move in with each other. So yeah, their husbands leave them both. They end up go- get going, getting together because they both realize, well, they've been hiding the fact that they were gay for years and years. And so the two of them kind of end up living in the beach house that they had owned together because they were like friends as couples. This beach house, though, is just absolutely gorgeous. It just looks like something out of a magazine. It's just lovely. Frankie, character Frankie, she's like this like proper old hippie. She's just brilliant. I love her. I want to grow up and be Frankie, basically. I want to be Frankie. That's great. That is great because that is like our old lady commune that we were talking about. It is. About. It is like the old lady commune. Yeah, it is. So Kimberly and I have I've spoken about this and the fact that men are lazy <laughs> and they die. They die and they, they leave, leave us. us. Yeah, they leave us <laughs> they before just we're do. ready. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, women just live forever. And yeah, I think you sent me quite a few different oh, ones. Yeah, You've done the research yeah. of women who have just gone, right, yeah. we're going to buy a house together. And Yeah, in your old age, you kind of all buy in together and you kind of take care of each other. I love the idea. I think it's great. And then you can afford a beach You could. The beach house. Oh, the dream. I wonder if it's just because of the sea as well. Because there's something... There's something very... That that has a physiological effect on 100%. us, doesn't it? Like people have said, yeah. like people who are, you know, landlocked, during this I've said like you know I haven't seen the sea for a year and it's really affected oh, me oh I've said that I went to the sea for the first time on Saturday it's the first time I've seen the sea in probably a year and Did honest to god I had tears in my eyes because yeah. I felt like it had been so long I felt like this sense of relief and sadness and happiness and like all of these weird emotions all kind of came up because it'd been so so long since I've seen it we have a a need as human beings to be close to water because well obviously water meant survival right for our ancestry and our so I think it's just kind of built into our genetics those things are fascinating like those anthropological reasons for us liking and disliking things or having the fear of certain things I can totally go into a, a rabbit hole of Oh yeah, yeah. I find I find it fascinating. But just to think to wake up in a house where you could see the sea every morning and actually the sea at night time because if you're, you know, like us and you're landlocked, unless you're on holiday somewhere where you can do yeah. this, you go for a day out and you see the sea during the day. And this is going it's going back to the so so January twenty twenty, I went on 
to a retreat, a professional women's retreat in the Lake District in Barrow. Oh, yeah. And the house that I stayed in was on this sort of peninsula. And it was right, it was like house, tiny bit of grass, sea. Oh, lovely. So when that storm hit, it was, I, I woke up. And I was like, I'm going to go and stand and just watching the sea at night experience and watching like, yeah. And watching it in that turmoil of those huge waves and stuff. You know how when people say they look at the stars and they feel like, oh God, I'm really insignificant. I kind of felt like that. Like I felt completely powerless because it's this huge expanse of water. It's really, really powerful. And it's humbling, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it really is humbling because you're like, it's damaging things, but I am in yeah, it, it does make power. you feel like that. Does that make 100%. sense? Does that make me sound like like a hippie? It probably, yeah, probably very. I think it's hanging out with you. I've become way more woo woo <laughs> <laughs> over the years. Uh, yeah, I can. I can be a bit woo. What can I say? Okay, so I I decided just about five seconds ago that I'm going to start ending interviews with a completely unrelated oh, okay. question to everything so Kimberly what's your favorite biscuit and why <laughs> what's my favorite biscuit yeah everyone has one. Oh, um <laughs> chocolate hob chocolate hobnob best of- they're crumbly and lovely and there's chocolate involved and what's there not to like are you are you a dunker are I am you- a dunker I will dunk anything yep dunker <laughs> it's a family show <laughs> sorry <laughs> We're talking biscuits. I'll dunk any biscuit. Any. I am talking about biscuits. I'm talking about dunking biscuits into tea. And bagels. Actually, I do. I started, after living in France, I started dunking bread into hot chocolate. Wow, that's weird. Although, yeah, that saying that, my grandmother, you want to talk weird, my grandmother used to put cheese on a spoon and dunk it in her coffee. The the cheese would obviously sort of melt a bit because of the heat of the coffee. And then she'd pull the spoon out and eat the cheese off. Right. I'm saying that's disgusting. But you know, the next time I make a coffee, I'm going to try that because like, like, it's, it's got that thing of like, you've got to taste this. It's disgusting. <laughs> and you, and you do. You it. taste it. You're like, I want to know. <laughs> so nice to talk to you I could actually just I could just talk to you all day I really it's been lovely talking to you I feel like we've we've talked for a very long time I don't think that the the listeners would go for another hour I could but I think people would be like what two hours they talked for I'm sure I'm sure I think this is what happens though when you're talking to a friend that you kind of forget that other people are going to listen to this conversation (laughs) and think we're brilliant yeah. <laughs> oh, well, obviously, I'm a little scared. No, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. well, I will put all of the links so everyone can find your blog. Uh, a link to how to buy your candles. Yes, please. It's just, I'm Spoonworthy blog on pretty much everywhere. And spoonworthysense.com is the candles. 